Well, welcome to another episode of The Tray. Um, the name has, uh, has not changed as of yet. Um, still haven't done maybe enough research to, uh, to see if other people have taken the name, but we're going to stick with it at the moment. Um, hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving holiday. Um, looking forward to Christmas coming up soon. And Hanukkah um, and all other holidays. That is right. Hanukkah. Yeah. First night, everybody. Hanukkah yeah. night. Um, all my <laughs> friends in Milburn and Short Hills. Um, I love you guys. Um, so let's start this off. Um, first topic, uh, good teams that are struggling early on this year. Uh, who wants to take it? Uh, I mean, I could start. I think right now, I think the big one is obviously the Lakers. Um, I mean, there's no getting around it. They're barely hanging around 500. They keep staying in that range. You know, they're a middle of the pack team. Uh, I, I mean, for me, like, you know, I put myself out a limb on a limb. So I'm hoping that they do make a comeback at some point. But um, but, you know, as of right now, like they're really struggling and it is only November. It's almost December, but. I think that at this point, like they're the clear favorite for the most disappointing team. Um, and then behind them, this kind of may be a weird one, but I would say like the Nets, even though that I, I think at this moment, they're the number one team in the East, they have yet to beat a good team. That's the thing. And yeah. the teams that they have played are good. Like they've gotten blown out. So I mean, yeah, you can look at the standings and look at all these other teams, but I feel like in that sense, they're a huge disappointment. I mean, I'm going to have to, I mean, the Nets, um, honestly, I think the Nets are surprisingly good. Um, I mean, they're first in the East. I don't know what else you want from them. Um, I mean, you're right. Maybe they haven't beaten the, the greatest teams. And honestly, watching them play, they don't really impress me. Um, so I guess you have a point in that aspect, but like, what, I mean, I was even going to say they're surprising me how good they are. I mean, one in the East. Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with Ollie. I feel like with Kyrie, I'd understand where you're coming from a little bit more, but, um, kind of the word early in the season was that Harden was struggling because of these new foul rules and people were kind of flipping out about the nets not being good. I think they started off like losing a few of their first five so they've kind of been on a tear um but I will say like I haven't really heard that much I feel like they're kind of just coasting um but to the Lakers I'm sure we're going to talk about that again I feel like a bunch of our topics have to do with the Lakers but um yeah that's got to be most disappointing team and like I even could see it sticking that way which I know like not everyone specifically Burke agrees with but um and then other than that just the nuggets but I mean that's just oh, yeah. a product of injuries honestly yeah. like Michael Porter Jr. is out so you're gonna talk about that but that's my other team yeah but didn't he did he just get injured yeah he just got hurt so it's also Jamal Murray's yeah. out. well yeah so Jamal Murray that's a big one honestly with Jamal Murray I mean we saw in the bubble how good they were and how good Jamal Murray is I mean, if they get Jamal Murray back, obviously Jokic was the MVP. I mean, you better watch out. Um, yeah, Mike, Michael Porter, that's a big loss, though, because he was even a big part of that bubble run. Um, I would, yeah, definitely say the Nuggets. Um, and then, yeah, with the Lakers, definitely a surprise. Um, I honestly thought they were going to be beating teams bad, and they can't even seem to beat bad teams easily at all like every single game it seems like it's going it's like a, a two-point game LeBron has to drop like 40 and they like barely yeah. win like that's a and I get these yeah. I get these Bleacher Report articles and it'll be like LeBron hits a dagger in the fourth quarter and I'm like all right that's awesome man like wonder who they were playing big win nope yeah. Pistons nope King. yeah literally like, all right, no, yeah, they like on. barely well they lost to the Pistons right and then they, no, they, they lost they beat the Pistons last night in kind of a right. close game and then they lost to the Kings in triple overtime also uh me and they beat the Pacers the before yeah. that barely no different Knicks game but I went to the Knicks Lakers game last Tuesday and so the Knicks had four games in a row they hadn't scored over 100 points the Lakers let up 35 to the Knicks in the first quarter. So yeah. that's just. Yeah. Uh, so, 
I, I think overall, like you can obviously say that the most disappointing and struggling team right now is the Lakers as of right now, but I'd say kind of maybe the other struggling teams, it's all because of injury. Like the Bucks were kind of struggling early on, but that's because Middleton and Holiday were hurt. Um, I'd say like the Sixers are, are like looked like they're struggling, but Embiid was obviously out because of COVID. They are um, struggling now. Though. Yeah. So I think all these other teams that, you know, that may be struggling or were struggling early on or kind of starting to get their mojo back. It's just, it's either injuries or, or just some other odd weird reason why they're, why they're not performing as well as they should be. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think it's still early on in the season. Um, but, you know, I think maybe in the very early on, it was just like some teams literally didn't play anyone good. Um, and then I don't know. Whereas I feel like now it's like, you know, they kind of their their you know uh, schedule starts to kind of even out with good teams and bad teams. So now they're kind of it's more, you know, of a reality of where they're at. But that said, it's still really early, and I don't think it tells us that much. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We move on to biggest surprise team so far. Yeah, who's yours? Um, all right. So I would say the Wizards, of course. Um, yeah. but with the caveat that. You know, I don't think that's going to last, like you were saying, like it's early on. I mean, the note I'll make is that they were even worse last year with Westbrook, which I just think is funny. I mean, it just started, though, and he's a second-half guy. But basically, they're 13-7, and so I was not expecting that. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs, or I didn't think they would, which, you know, at this point, maybe they can uh, with Eagle. They got, like – a few young guys they got beat, bro like okay yeah they have, they have yeah. Brad Beal um the Israeli guy of media or whatever um Burton's can drain from three um Bryant he's he's a good player Patrick um, Mira, right yeah Contavious Caldwell Pope is a mm. baller he was a big reason the Lakers won that title um Din Dinwiddie who is an animal I didn't I Montrez Harrell and Kuzma okay they actually Kuzma has been playing well yeah so like they're arguably I mean the deepest team in the league like holy crap I could see him back in the play-in I mean or like even like a seven or eight I mean I kind of forgot how much depth they got but um we know though in the NBA it comes down to usually one or two guys on the team you know there's a big three obviously but it always comes down to I mean there's only five on the court you can't do it with five guys who are all good you have to do it with two I'd take two guys over five decent guys any day you know you also have to realize um with Beal I wonder because he's a free agent after this year and I just wonder like if them being successful is going to change their mind about trading him slash signing him because I've been thinking the Knicks are going to get for him but you know, he's also very, playing for a contract then, you know, so he's he wants true. to really ball out. He wants to get his yeah. money. If you yeah. could get traded right now, what team would you like to see him on? So I think that, like, the Knicks are yeah. going to try to sign him. The problem yeah. is, and I could even see them trading for him. So my hope is kind of that we just sign him and he stays with the Wizards because I don't want to have to give up our young core just for half a season of a guy when I don't think we're going to win the championship anyways. Yeah, uh, you know, I could see him going to like the Lakers. You never know, and then the Knicks just get him next year, and the Lakers just yeah. get him to try to get a championship run. I so, think you would. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're biased, but I mean, I could, I could see him being a really good fit in the Sixers because I think they need shooting. Um, yeah, I mean, you could go to any team. Really, you gotta wonder. Like, it almost surprises me how good he is. Cause like, I mean, playing on the Wizards is mm-hmm. not a, not a great market. You don't really see him much, but every time I watch that guy, he's lights out. Yeah. I mean, if I want to see them, him go into a championship contender right now, I'd probably go with one of the teams, like, like pro- probably the Denver Nuggets, just cause I think he'd be a beast with Jokic. Like we were talking about with Murray, like, you know, in the bubble, he balled out. If you have that backcourt in the West plus Jokic, that that offensive firepower is like that that competes with like the Suns and, and the Warriors right now is just two offensive maestros. 
Like, I don't know how you can really stop that backcourt. So I'd, I just rather see him go to the East because honestly, even if he goes to the Nuggets or like he goes to the Trailblazers or he goes to the Jazz, they ain't beating the Warriors. Like they mm-hmm. probably beating the Lakers. So it's like, I'd rather see him go somewhere where like he could get a team to the finals. I don't know. Or be on that team as, you know, a, yeah. a, a big contributor. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Yeah, Justin. Do we want to talk about um you want Paul, you want to go about your uh your team? Um what oh, oh the heat do we want to focus on? No, no, no. Um uh biggest surprise so far. Oh, okay. Um yeah, I mean obviously the wizards, I think for sure. Um, I mean, I'm taking a look at the standings right now. Um, you know, Hornets are right at that sixth spot. Um, they're a good team though. I think they're, they're better than I thought they would be. Um, so, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a surprise. Um, and then I don't Yeah. I mean, not, not many crazy surprises, maybe even the Suns just being right back at where they were last year. Mm-hmm. I thought they might've had a little bit of a, you know, an off year this year, but, um, they're legit. So, you know, good for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my choice, it may not be a huge surprise, but I'm going to go with the Bulls. Um, I think, you know, from what people expected them to do, you know, maybe be uh, around a four or five seed in the East kind of float around that spot. I mean, DeMar DeRozan, like he's been fitting in with the team pretty well. I think Caruso was a great addition. I think people kind of underappreciate him when he was on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that, you know, like you have two guys that are averaging 25 points a game between DeRozan and Levine right now. Like that's insane to have two guys that are scoring like that. The defense looks insane. Um, you know, you got Vucevic at center. I just think like I, I was actually playing this the, as this team in 2K the other day against Justin. Like I don't really know their role players, but or their, any of their bench players really. But as a starting five, I think that's a pretty good unit that can just score and then also shoot the lights out on top of having Lonzo as a distributor for them. So, I mean, yeah. I don't think they're a contender in the East, but I think they're definitely at this point got to be a top four team. Yeah. So, I yeah. think Billy Donovan on top of that seals the deal for the for the Bulls I think he's one of the best coaches in the league um and it kind of shows a lot of their wins they've had huge fourth quarter comebacks um which I mean you gotta you gotta give us the coach there um you know I think he teaches the fundamentals all right next topic here um which conference is the better conference at the moment the east or the west so I can go. I remember the origination of this question. I was like arguing with Burke about this. Um, like Burke always asks me this question. I know. Well, because it's Good a question. It used to be a <laughs> shitty question. Like if you asked me that five years ago, it's like the West and hands down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I still think it's, I was saying it might be the East. I think that the West probably has more teams that I could see winning it all. But um, or just more teams at the top that are good. You know, you've got the Jazz, Suns, Warriors, Nuggets when they're healthy. Clippers are even good, not to mention the Lakers. But um, I guess I just feel like the East has generally definitely gotten a lot better. I mean, we were talking about the Hornets. They were an absolute garbage team recently. Um, and then, I mean, I wouldn't say any teams other than the Pistons and the Magic in the East are, like, straight, have zero chance. So, I the mean, magic. yeah, the Magic are just terrible. I mean, you know, that's happens when you sign time. Markel Fultz and you give them any, <laughs> any money whatsoever. Yeah, they can't draft, so then they just trade for another bust of a pick. I, I <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would I would have to say, you know, probably the West is just a little bit better, but yeah, very close now. Burke. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the West. I honestly think the East, there's kind of been more of a redistributive wealth where you know it's it's not as top heavy in the East. So I'd say the East as a conference overall, you know, you got some teams that I think can fight legitimately for the playing game that you know right now maybe kind of 
you know, maybe teams that in the past may have not even been close to making the playoffs. So I kind of, I think they overall have a better or a better conference, but I think the West, it's just to the teams at the top of the West, like the Lakers, the Suns, uh, the Warriors are, are all, you know, those are all t- title contenders in my opinion. And then you kind of go down with the Nuggets, the, the Mavs, the Jazz, the Trailblazers, I just think like all those teams are kind of, you know, the teams that I just mentioned are maybe the top four through eight teams in the West. I think those are better than the four through eight teams in the East. That's just how I look at it. But um, I don't do know. Mean, like, I do like think four East, through eight, you mean like four, the four seed through the eight seed? Yeah. Okay. I, I would definitely take the West teams, but at top, it, it is a good debate, you know, because obviously the East has the Bucks, they have the Nets, they have the Heat, they have the Sixers. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can't just dismiss like just the pure talent that is sitting on the West with you know the Lakers, um, with LeBron, yeah. Warriors with Steph, and then um the Suns, like after what they did making the finals last year. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, like you guys said, I think overall, I think um the East is better. But it's it's I mean, what really makes a division better? Is it the overall or is it, you know, the legitimate teams who get on top? Yeah. To win a championship. I would say the West is better for that reason. Um, I mean, okay, you look the only thing is that said, you look at the 11 through 15 spot in the West and you have Sacramento, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, New Orleans and Houston. Yes. Garbage. They have um, more tank. There's more tanking teams in the West, but that could be yeah. a side effect of knowing they have no chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's, I feel like, the first time in a while the West has had five teams who are not good at all. Um, usually the West, I feel like, is very deep. Um, and then you look at the East. The thing is, is like any given night against any team in the East, you're not going to have like an, a really easy win. Um, and I think that that could be argued why they, you know, the East is better, but Mm -hmm. again, I think it it all matters. Who's going to win a chip. It doesn't matter if you're an average team. Right. Um, all right. So moving on here, um, the Zion situation in New Orleans, Justin. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess at this point, like, honestly, that's a bit of a surprise how bad the Pelicans were, which we didn't mention, but you know, without Zion, um, it makes some sense. I don't think Brandon Ingram's for real. Um, the rest of the team just kind of like has gotten worse, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm like pretty ecstatic about the Pelicans being terrible because I just think that like Zion's going to want out of there at some yeah. point. And I don't want to watch Zion play for this like garbage team. And I also think that um, garbage name. Yeah, like what? Come on! And I mean, look what they did to Anthony Davis. They're a disaster. They just the the name of the stadium is like Smoothie King. Smoothie King, man. You've never been a Smoothie King. (laughs) Not what I'm saying. (laughs) It's a very, very doesn't exude wealth in the name, but um, (laughs) but uh, but basically, yeah. I mean, I I would hope that Zion wants out of there soon. And another biased take goes to the Knicks because he played with RJ and um, grew Such up in it. So we'll see. <laughs> I'll do it, dude. We'll do anything for Zion. But on top of that, I mean, yeah, he's a big fucker. So, you know, he gets hurt all the time. So I don't know. <laughs> that I don't take the risk with a guy like that. But, yeah, what do you guys um, think? Yeah, I mean – I literally – I saw his – okay, well, I watched his first game as an NBA player. I watched, like, the first two quarters, and I literally went to bed. And then, of course, he, like, just goes off, hits, like, 26. It's, like, draining threes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I haven't really seen the guy play much. So, I don't know how good he is. I really don't. Um, I think the hype has died, died down a lot because of his injuries, because the Pelicans have been awful. Um, listen, I mean, you look at his game, I don't think his game is, is really, it's going to work that well. I don't know. I mean, all he does is dunk the ball. Uh, 
we've seen players like Zach Levine, like Aaron Gordon, like other guys, you need a lot more to your game than just dunking the ball. I don't know. What do you think, Burke? Well, first of all, Zach Levine, like he's, he's added the three to his game. Like he's become yeah. a six shooter. So like he's, he's worked his way out of just being known as a he's, dunker. He's overrated, but okay. I mean, that's an, that's a debate yeah. for the next show, but, but you know, like <laughs> I like it. Um, Listen, Zion, he's a beast, dude. Like, I've been watching him. I, like, I think people at forget. Basketball him. or athletically? At basketball. Dude, like, I think people forget. Last year, he was averaging 27 points a game. Like, as a, as a sophomore, he played, like, almost – he played a ton of games last year. He was healthy pretty much the whole season. Okay. He was a beast. He was a monster. And I watch him play, dude, like – he him getting a rebound and him just being able to go up like off the ground as quick as he does i've never seen anything like it like right now there's two athletic freaks in the nba it's zion will williamson and, and it's Giannis antetokounmpo like these guys are are on a different level athletically from pretty much anyone in the league and not just hops just just physical pure strength of just moving bodies um you know that being said like i think Zion, he may be the first player ever to be like, you know what? I'm, I could get the bag. I could get this huge rookie contract, but screw that. Like, I'm not going to waste my career in New Orleans like, like Anthony Davis did. I want to go win somewhere. I want to go make some money, you know, like I can make up that money playing in a big market, earning ads and, you know, and be a real contributor. The only thing is that like, it's obviously the health, the health because he looks overweight. Sometimes he looks out of shape. I'm betting on just his pure work ethic. And like, honestly, like I do bet for him because he's just such a nice dude. Like I want him to do well, but I, I think like if he can keep his weight manageable, he could have a pretty dominant career where like we're talking MVP level as far as this guy, if he gets the right team. Yeah. No, I like that. Okay. One thing I will say is look at, yeah, look at what uh, John Morant did. Um, John Moran yeah. went to a shit franchise in, in Memphis. Memphis? Okay, Nashville is a cool city, but who the hell is going to Memphis for a game? A terrible um, city. Terrible city. Memphis is terrible. Look at what he's done to that team. He's made them like, okay, they're not amazing, but like, damn, he is very, very relevant again. And I'd, I'd build my team around John Morant over Zion Williamson at this time. Um, also, if Zion Williamson is so freaking good, why are they so bad? Look at what LeBron James did to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Look at what other players have done who made crap franchises good. Zion has not made them at all relevant. That's all I'm going to say. Bro, he was 20. Who? Zion last year. What was, what was LeBron? 19? 18? When they start turning around, oh, like God. they weren't, oh, but they God. weren't like making a. They weren't. Was Compared to expectations, he hasn't reached expectations because he was well, supposed to be like the next LeBron. But when he but has I'm, played, he's be been an absolute monster. Yeah, but that's all I'm saying. I'm but did the Pelicans didn't make the play in last year, right? They didn't even make. They the didn't play make the play in, but yeah, like that roster. They were actually close. You're right. You're actually you're right. Yeah. All right. They were close, but. I don't know. I, I I think he's just got to get out of New Orleans, and I, I think that's like the biggest key for him. Yeah. They're never on TV. It's, no, uh, who wants to watch them? <laughs> All right. Um, so biggest surprise player this year, uh, Justin. Um, this is kind of a tough one. Um, I'm trying to think. So probably Demar Derozan, which we were kind of talking about, just because he kind of went to San Antonio and just like got forgotten about. I mean, that guy was getting MVP votes multiple years in Toronto. He was one of my favorite players, actually. Like, I think he's mm-hmm. a nice. Uh, yeah, like I love the mid-range. Um, he just got absolute handles. So he's I wasn't really torsion next to the guard. Yeah. So I thought he I thought he like fell off kind of to be honest. But um I don't know. I mean, he looks right back where he's at. This looks like a good fit for him again. Um, and then even another player on that team with him, not biggest surprise, but Alex Caruso leading the league in steals. It's like, I just had a hard time taking that guy seriously at first in his career. 
I guess look at the guy kind of, but like he's really good. I mean, he's kind of solidified himself as like one of the better defenders. So yeah. Two guys on the Bulls. I would say, um, and this is going a little bit of a different way here, but I would say the biggest surprise for me has been James Harden. Um, honestly, I mean, you give him a summer off, you give him time to heal the hamstring. Um, less, I mean, everyone knows hamstring injuries, they can linger. Um, but it's not a crazy injury. So, like, I'm not, I'm not going to just use that as, a, as an excuse. Um, James Harden has fell off the radar of one of the best players in the league. Like, you watch him, you watch the Nets now, he does not really scare me at all. Like, yes, he could hit open threes, um, but now he can't get to the line. I'm very surprised to see the drop-off to where that guy was just two years ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it really has been a disappointment with Harden. I I, kind of get what you're saying with the whole, you know, you watch him, he doesn't scare you anymore, really. It's it's disappointing because, like you said, he can shoot. You know, he's still got the step back. He's got all the moves. But I feel like he's not getting in the hole or to the lane like he used to in the past. And that's like that's honestly what made him, you know, what partially at least half of his game, what made him so great offensively. And that takes away from the rest of his game, too. Mm-hmm. because yeah. he's not getting to the free throw line he's not watching the ball go through the rim and then it's hurting his confidence as well and honestly he may just be getting old like he had to do so much in houston for 10 years for that team like it, it had to have taken a toll on him like not everyone's lebron yeah. that's crazy i know you're you're definitely right he was in houston for a lot longer than i think most people realize mm-hmm yeah. um so then my biggest surprise player i'd have to say is jordan Poole. I mean, he I, I don't know how many points he's averaging or, you know, are how nice of a defender he is. I just know that like that dude makes an impact on the Warriors. And I think with the addition of Clay coming back, it honestly makes it hard now. It's like, who who do you bench? Like, does Clay, you know, start off coming off the bench? Um, you know, do you start Wiggins off, or now or he, does he come off the bench? But I think Jordan Poole, dude, he's just been a baller. Like, he looks like Steph Curry. Like, they're, they're going to be splash triplets this year, dude, once Clay comes back. he's He's been so nice for them. And he honestly just fits with that team so well. Splash triplets. Splash triplets, baby. <laughs> okay. Um, next topic. I like that, though, Berg. I mean, yeah, Jordan Poole. I, I'll be honest. I don't even know who the hell that guy was last year. I mean, yeah. I heard him. I didn't know him. Like, he was not a top guy out of the yeah. draft, I don't think. And shout yeah. out Miles Bridges before we go on to that next topic. He, true, that's another true. Concern. He's been balling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, impressed by that guy because I think everyone thought he was just going to be a dunker. Um, and he's found a way to make an impact, a, a really big impact. Um, all right. So we're going to focus on a team here. We might do this um, every week, so see how it goes. Um, this week, we're going to focus on the Heat. Um, so, you know, I, I think they're a good team to focus on because I don't know, they got a lot of, you know, definitely they, they prove themselves in the bubble, obviously make it to the finals, um, which was not that long ago. And they still have pretty much the same team as, as they do back then. Um, and I think the biggest standout for me is just Jimmy Butler on that team. Um, I think when it comes down to it and, and clutch time in the fourth quarter, I'd take Jimmy Butler over a lot of players who are who are better than him, in my opinion. It, it just comes down to that. He's just more clutch. He's, he's a better competitor. Um, I'd give him the ball, you know, with, with two seconds left. Um, I think you look at some of their other players, um, you know, obviously you got some role players like Duncan Robinson. Adebayo is a beast um you know you can't really stop that guy Tyler Hero um he started off the year really hot sixth man of the year right now he's averaging 21 off the bench wow okay that's that's even more than I thought so yeah good for him I was even gonna say maybe he regresses to the mean a little bit which maybe he did a little bit last year he kind of had a sophomore slump um again I think that guy's really good really good competitor too I loved him at Kentucky in college. I knew he was going to be a good player. Um, so I think the Heat are going to want, they're going to make the playoffs no matter what. And I don't think anyone wants to play them. No. no. I mean, I, I really did, on top of all those things you said, I, I love the addition of Kyle Lowry. 
Um, yeah. I think that's huge for them. Get some veteran experience, get some, you know, whatever left of defense, defense he has in him. You know, he's, he's still a good three point shooter. Um, Duncan Robinson, three point sniper, Jimmy Butler, dude, like you said, like he balled out in, in the bubble. He played so well. Like I remember it was a game five against the Lakers in the finals and they, they ended up winning it, pushing it to six. He was exhausted after that yeah. game. He had like a 30 plus point triple double, like played his ass off. Like I have so much respect for Jimmy Butler yeah. as a player. Yeah. Even though like I don't think he's one of the most talented, no. I still think he's just like that great because of his heart and because of his skill and you know his ability to just like ball out in big moments. Yeah. Um, and then PJ Tucker, another huge addition. Exactly. You can switch on at pretty much any player big body like other veteran experience corner corner three corner three is nasty yeah. um and then you got bam out of bio um and then off the bench like you said i think tyler hero like he's he's great i could see him honestly making all stars in the next few years the shooting um, league, man. you gotta have shooters yeah i just think they're a little undersized as a team you know maybe if they could try to get someone big off the bench in case they play you know and because in the playoffs i mean yeah, they play tough, but it's it, like, what are you going to do against Embiid? Or, you know, they have played Giannis pretty well, but, you know, he's he's a different freak in, in the playoffs. So we'll see. But overall right now, I, I like where the team is. Yeah. Like I said, I picked them to be my finals pick. Uh, so I'm confident in them. Okay. I, I just think right now. You don't sound that confident. What was that? You don't sound that confident. No, no, I am confident. Like I, like I've been seeing the Bucks come up recently, and the reason why I picked the Heat originally is because they kind of figured out Giannis in the bubble and kind of figured, okay, if we build a wall, we can't let him get in here, and he's not yeah. going to score. And I think that was a great strategy. Yeah. But it may have come to a point now, two years later, when they play in the playoffs that Giannis might just be too good. And like, that's yeah. he's just not going to work and whatever they do, he's just going to dunk on everybody. Justin. Yeah. I mean, I like the heat making it to the uh, conference finals. That wasn't like my original prediction, but I could totally yeah. see that happening. Yeah. And like, what I love about the heat is that they seem to have put together a winning team. That's kind of like without any selfish player, which yeah. like, I love a lot of like, you know, I love guys that shoot the ball a lot. Like, um, even like Katie, amazing player, but it's like Butler knows how to play well, I feel like, and let his team play well without him doing everything. And then you get Lowry, Bam, Adebayo. Those guys are also amazing competitors that like play good defense and try hard. Yeah. So they're just built for playoff basketball, I think. As long Definitely. as they're made, yeah. yeah, I mean, and a couple last things. I would say um, Spolstra, very good coach. Um, he's been in the league for a while now. He knows, he knows what he's doing. Um, and also what is it? Pat Riley, you know, he's the, he's the president of operations or something, whatever he does, he just has an influence on that team where they're always very, they're just dogs. Like you play the heat. No one wants to play the heat. Um, yeah. I don't know, like whenever the Sixers play the Heat, I'm like, this is gonna be a dog fight. They give a they give a similar vibe to the Knicks and Thibodeau and how physical yeah. they play. That's why like I wouldn't want the Knicks to play the Heat. The Knicks are yeah. just a shittier heat without as good of <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, I think the big thing for me is they're just missing that marquee superstar. And that's why like last year they they really went all out to see if they could try to get Giannis before he re-signed with the Bucks. Yeah. Like, could you imagine this team oh right God. now and just replacing uh pj tucker with Giannis, like what about, bradley beal, on the heat? What about bradley like, beal on the heat bradley beal yeah yeah like i can I like see that him as a but um i think they need like burke said i think they need a, a more more of a personality almost i don't know it's it's yeah, just like, like in the playoffs it's yeah. really talent does matter and even though they have those tough nose dudes that played well together like, are, can they really take down the top talent when they're healthy? And I, I just don't see it. Or, or at least, like, at least in the finals, maybe the conference finals and come out the East, but I don't think they're beating whoever comes out of the West. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. All right. So let's move on here. Um, this should be an interesting conversation. Um, who is better? And by better, we don't mean, do we mean better at the moment or do we mean better overall? It's all time, right? All time. Okay, that's what I that's what I thought. Who's a better all time player? 
um, Stephen Curry or Kevin Durantula? Uh, I can go. So I actually am going to go with Steph Curry, which I feel like saying no, that three years ago would have been like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? Um, Cause KD has been considered the number two player. I feel like everyone's always says LeBron and then Kevin Durant. And think about like the thing about Steph is, is that he's just breaking records like every week. It's actually insanity. And like what this guy does and just the fact that he's able to do like be the best shooter of all time, probably to me, that just puts you in another category because that's, you know, that's a big part of basketball and you're literally, you're changing the game. I mean, Ray Allen came there before him was a sniper there's been snipers but curry no. just he has the championships too so it's like exactly and he, yeah and he has the championship or actually i think they lost this year funny enough but he has that year where they broke the regular season record for most wins and that yeah. was before kd even got there so yeah. i mean kd joined a team where they already could win championships and then just collected a few on top of it so okay. You know, he's pig he's piggybacking Steph Curry then at that point. Exactly. Curry's the heart of that team and he probably will spend his whole career there. Maybe go Burke, like um, Yeah, Burke, I have a feeling you're gonna go the other way with this one. Uh yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely saying Kevin Durant. I understand that Steph Curry, I he's the greatest shooter of all time. There's no doubt about it. He's he's literally changed the game. I think if they win this year, I, I think you know you have to say that he is better than Kevin Durant overall. And, you know, even right, right now at this point, he's better. And I'd go as far as saying you can make the argument. He's the greatest point guard of all time over magic. I think that's a real argument. That being said, Kevin Durant's that the greatest. Lot. That was a lot of good things. Yeah. Cause, cause <laughs> this is where I crush you now. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant is the greatest scorer of all time. He's the most unstoppable scorer. He's a seven foot monster, seven, six wingspan can hit the, no one's stopping that pull up mid range. That three is just unguardable. And twice and two years around the finals, 2017, 2018, after the Warriors acquired KD, he was the one that shot the ball in LeBron's face and said, I'm ending this shit right now because he's just that alpha. He's got a regular season MVP. Nope. He's got two finals. Not an alpha MVP. at all. Yeah. He can't leave How is he not an alpha? He's literally. A- he piggybacked on, on the Warriors. No, literally. He went to the Warriors because he didn't have to be the alpha. And but- then he followed Kyrie to the Nets. He didn't tell Kyrie, let's go to the Nets. He's the alpha yep. over Steph Curry, though. He's won. He won two Finals MVP over him. Steph Curry, to this point, I do think he should have won in 2015 over Iguodala. But Steph Curry is no Finals MVP. So yeah, Curry did play it. like shit in the postseason. And all right, all right, all right. I just think that Kevin Durant, for the simple fact you can't stop his shot, and on on the other end of the floor, he's a, not a great defender, but I'd say he's arguably he's much better than Steph Curry. So I at this point, like I don't know how. You could honestly say that Steph Curry is the better player, considering that Kevin Durant was just the alpha of that team when it mattered most. Okay, well, who's when you think of the Warriors, who, who do you think of? I think Steph, of Steph Curry, Curry, obviously. I don't think yeah. of Kevin Durant. Um, so I think that's a big thing. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to take them one-on-one or you're going to say, I mean, who's the best scorer? I think I would agree with that. I think Kevin Durant is, is probably the best scorer. He's the most talented scorer. I'm not going to say he's the best scorer because he doesn't have the most points. Um, I don't know. So, okay. I mean, it's, it is a tough argument. I don't think it's, it's one way or the other for sure. Um, Stephen Curry is the best shooter we've ever seen in our life without a doubt Kevin Durant is not the best scorer without a doubt um so I don't know I think Steph is just one of a I think I mean same with Kevin it's a hard it's a hard thing to say um I I think Justin made some really good points though um I'm gonna have to agree with him and go with Steph Curry yeah and last thing even if like it's a very hard argument like because they're both very close but 
Steph's legacy will be better. And that's just for sure. Because yes, that makes it loved by that team and the fan base. And Katie yep. kind of is hated by a lot of people. And yep. you know, the Warriors don't they're not gonna remember him the way they did Steph. So well, the reason why I think I don't like him and a ton of people don't like him is because he went to the team with the greatest regular season record of all time and took, you know, went to a game seven finals and he went to the team that beat him in the conference finals. Right. I think those are all, you know, things that work against legacy. But as far as him as an actual talent, dude, like, okay, you might not think he's the greatest scorer of all time. He's the most unstoppable scorer of all time. He can get a shot whenever he wants. And yeah, I agree with you. The, the thing is, it's just Steph Curry, like I have a lot of respect for him, but I don't think in clutch moments he's really performed too well. And I, I think people, you know, get caught up in the regular season. They see him doing the shimmy, hitting crazy three-point shots. It's like, okay, like I want to see you do this in the finals. I want to see you be the clear finals MVP. And I want to see you like get the cornerstone uh, championship that 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 you deserve because I do think he's that great player. No, that's but as of right now, KD still you know, coming. He's yeah. he's taking it. Yeah, I, yeah. No, that's fair, Burke. All right, so let's move on here. Um, definitely some big news still still in the in the media cycle um, as to this day is the LeBron James quote unquote fight. Um, that occurred against the Detroit Pistons last week. Um, so I guess LeBron was, you know, boxing this guy out on, on a free throw. Um, you know, the guy got a little aggressive with him, you know, started putting his hands on him. Nothing out of the ordinary whatsoever. Um, you know, obviously LeBron doesn't like when other players, um, you know, are, are physical with him um, because he thinks he's the king. Um, so this guy, Isaiah Stewart, you know, tried to get a little handsy with him. LeBron pretty much said F you. And in my opinion, purposely elbowed the guy in the head. Um, I don't know what you guys thought of, of, of what you saw and, and how it went down. I thought it was by accident personally, Oof, but okay. yeah, I mean, I think he was trying to elbow him, but I yeah. don't think he knew that he was getting it to like his head. That's and fair. So like. I just feel like stuff like that happens sometimes. Um, like, obviously, the guy lost his mind. I don't know. So, because yeah. I don't know if it was the blood, like, he went Rambo. But, like, this so. guy, <laughs> guy, like, freaked out. And then he was even trying to run through the tunnel to get him. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that LeBron would have even gotten suspended if it didn't turn into what it turned into. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, at the same time, I like LeBron. I like it. I mean, I thought it was funny. I like someone going at LeBron because LeBron thinks he's the shit. Um, I like right. LeBron and he is the shit, but <laughs> at basketball. But, um, you know, he, yeah. he's used to getting um, everything, all the calls. He is. He is. Um, and on, I'm, all, I'm also a huge LeBron fan. Um, I will say this. Recently, he got two fans kicked out of the game. Burke, I know you texted us about this and, you know, I think he said some things about his family, which is like way out of control. You can't say that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but what other player he's kicked out multiple fans in his career. Um, what other player has the power to do that? I don't know. He gets everything he wants. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, he kicked out that woman last year. I think she was yep. talking shit on the sideline or whatever at the Hawks game. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of, I don't know if she went to Twitter and was saying some stuff. I, I honestly thought it was pretty funny. But um, yeah, as far as this situation, like I agree with Justin. I don't think it was intentional. I think he did mean to elbow him, but maybe like clip him in the chest, not really, you know, obviously cause him to bleed and, you know, and cause that. I just think the reaction of Isaiah Stewart is what caused the the whole thing to be, kind of blow up. And the fact that it was LeBron, you know, it was it was the fact that it was LeBron who did it and the fact that Isaiah Stewart freaked out the way he did. If it was just a dude who popped him in the face, started bleeding, and the dude didn't react like that, would have been no big deal. It was, it was just because of the optics of the yeah. situation. Yeah. I will say too, like, interestingly, I thought the general consensus on television was going to be that LeBron didn't really do anything wrong, 
and that Isaiah Stewart lost his mind. But Shaq and Charles Barkley were like defending Isaiah Stewart. I mean, you know, yeah. Shaq's got that killer mentality. I feel like he's so competitive, you know. Yeah. So yeah, he was and like, that's... yeah, if you get hit, you got to hit some hit someone back or act like you wanted to. And I, he went too yeah. far. But I mean, there's something to be said for don't punish the guy. I had people saying he should get a half season suspension. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I, yeah, yeah I, don't, so I thought that was crazy. Um, I think five games. People were saying he should have been suspended for five games. I think that's crazy because I don't know what the precedent is, but. I don't even think if you get in a legitimate fight, you'd be suspended for five games. So I don't know. Maybe you would. Maybe it's 10. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. That mm -hmm. wasn't a fight at all. Like it was just like a, like the guy got elbowed in the head. He was gushing blood. Like he made a fool out of himself. But I think to blow it out of proportion was just unnecessary. I think the NBA is trying to protect its image, especially the malice at the palace after what happened there, you know, like coincidentally, oh, yeah. it was in, yeah. in, in, not in, in Detroit. Um, but dude, like you watch hockey every single night, like dudes are throwing punches at each other. Like a couple of years ago, I'm watching the NFL, like Miles Garrett's hitting a dude with his helmet and like, <laughs> like that, that kind of stuff warrants you know big suspension okay well that i was literally <laughs> concerned that miles garrett would have been arrested yeah yeah you know, <laughs> i swear but he like is, that uh, but that was probably the biggest fight or news line of that season whereas like now like we're talking about Jokic shoving a dude or lebron hitting a dude in the face with an elbow and like we're acting like this is just as bad yeah. if not worse football is also low-key really soft with their suspensions and stuff I yeah. mean, not in the Miles Garrett situation, but, you know. Yeah, uh, okay. The thing is, though, this was not about Isaiah Stewart. This was about LeBron. And, and everyone knows that. Like, the only reason this is such a big story is because it was LeBron James. Um, here's my thing. The last thing I'll say about this. LeBron, okay, yeah, he didn't mean to elbow him in the head. He meant to elbow him. That was an intentional elbow. Okay, I don't know how else to put it. The fact is, he kind of squirmed around the case. He's like, it was an accident. I didn't mean that. And then now he's like saying, I'm sorry. It's like, yo, just own up to it. Yeah, you elbowed someone. That's NBA basketball. That's a gridiron. Like, own up to it. That's my only problem with LeBron. Yeah, he'd never. Yeah, I, I get that, actually. Because he yeah. never would. He doesn't want to be known like that. He wants to right. love him. All right. All right, next topic here. Yeah, we spent a, a while now. And um, DeMar DeRozan, legit MVP candidate. I don't know. I think, I think this should be a quick discussion. Yeah, I'll give it like a minute. I already basically talked about this. I mean, there's not really that much to say. Like right now, he kind of is. Um, I don't even think he's top five, though. Um, yeah. And I don't – if anything, I think his play would go down from here. So I'm going to no. say, yeah, maybe now, but no. Burke? Yeah, I'd say right now I, I would put him top five. I'd honestly probably put him at four behind Steph, Giannis, and KD at this point. I just think because he is averaging 25 and just the turnaround that the Bulls has kind of had, I think you got to attribute that to him. And, you know, at this point, like you can't really count him out of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say no. He is not a legit MVP candidate. Um, he's a good player, but you need a lot more, you know, a lot more to win the MVP. Um, and I think there's a lot, you know, ton of better players in him. All right. Next topic here. Kings fire Luke Walton. Um, listen, I don't think I've ever watched a Sacramento <laughs> Kings game besides when they play the Sixers. And, and obviously I think it's been too late for me to even watch most of the game. Um, I don't know, like Sacramento, like I've never been, I've only been to California once, um, maybe twice, but like, what is in Sacramento? Like, how do they have an NBA team where like any other city like would love to have an NBA team? Like, I don't get it. Um, anyway, Luke Walton, um, you know, I guess he used to coach the Lakers for a bit. Um, he always sound like, seemed like a goof to me. So um, I don't know, that, that franchise is just uh, going in the further in the dumpster, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's not a good coach because he was the Lakers coach when a lot of these guys that have gone on to really improve 
we're on his team and weren't good. You got Julius Randle, I think, um, maybe Lonzo, Brandon Ingram. Um, but anyways, like besides the point with him, it's more about the Kings. Yeah. Uh, you know, how many coaches have they had? So they're just going to keep blaming the coach. Um, I mean, in reality, <laughs> hit a fucking draft pick. Like these guys have drafted <laughs> Willie Cauley-Stein. Like, yeah, um, that's who's terrible. The guy, who's the guy on the on Duke? Whatever, I forget his name. But um, I just feel like they've missed. Oh, Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley. Yeah, Marvin they've Bagley. just missed on yeah. so many draft picks. So, and even yeah. when they hit on Demarcus Cousins, I mean, look, that didn't go anywhere. So, no. Yeah, Burke. yeah. I, I think they have good young players in De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald, but outside of that, I mean, the team is pretty mediocre. I, th- I think that's the best way to put it. Luke Walton, I, I just don't think he's a great coach. No. I don't know how he keeps getting opportunities to coach. I think he needs to be an assistant somewhere, or well, you know, freaking helps. What was that? Right. Wasn't his dad like a legend? Yeah. His dad was Bill. Uh, Walton. Bill Walton. You know, yeah. he's, he's a, he's a finals MVP. The, the yeah. dude's a legend, but yeah. I just think that this dude honestly needs to take a seat and, you know, <laughs> and, and let someone else coach for a while. Cause I mean, you're, you're getting probably the worst coaching job in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Yeah. Like you said, like Sacramento. Okay, it's the capital of California. Like I don't know anything else about it. I I never knew that. I mean, yeah, good for doing uh, something with your life, but it's kind of lame that your dad's a legend in the NBA and then you just a coach. Exactly. So know. they they just. I'm glad <laughs> they moved on from him. It needed to happen, and you know, like I hope that franchise gets better. But I I don't. I really don't see it, and honestly, I don't care because they're so irrelevant. Literally. Um. All right. So we'll move on here. Um, Kemba Walker, Justin, I'll, I'll let you kind of explain the, the situation here. Okay, yeah. So basically, like, quick explanation. We had Alfred Payton last year, not a good player. So, you know, we brought in Kemba. Terrible hair, even worse. Yeah, hair. terrible hair. <laughs> and we had him and Reggie with the, with the same crappy hair. <laughs> We're gone with that. But, um, yeah, so we brought in Kemba. And, you know, I did not have high expectations, so that's fine. But the problem is, is that we have two point guards that both can't play starters minutes. So really not ideal. I mean, one of you was saying maybe like D-Rose should start. I just don't think – I think the idea is that if he starts, he's not going to be able to play as many minutes in the fourth because uh, he just can't do it. Um and, you know, Kemba can't because Kemba literally, he can't even play in back-to-back games. I think every game he scored a lot, it's in the first quarter. When him and Fournier are on the court, they fall apart on defense, which is what the team's all about. So he is the worst net rating on the team. Um, so he just, I mean, the thing is, is playing Alec Burks now, which is the plan to play him at point guard. He's not a point guard. I mean, he's a shooting guard. Um I was actually telling Burke this weekend, I really like Alec Burks. Oh, yeah. Um, he's actually, like, he's he's fifth in three-point percentage. Like, he's a good defender. Um, we just kind of got it. I mean, for now, I'm fine with it. It's fine. I mean, I don't know. I'd rather that than play Kemba. Um, mm-hmm. But we could do, like Burke was saying to me, like, just Julius Randle at point forward. Um, he's a good facilitator. He kind of just backs you down in the paint, dishes out to the three. Uh, but yeah, Kemba can't start. Kemba's got Kemba's pretty terrible now. I love the guy, but yeah. um, you know, Alec Burks, Tibbs likes big point guards. Uh, Burks is big size, so I'm sure that even with him starting at point guard, it's gonna end up as Randall being a lot of point forward. It's just he's not playing point guard, it's just he's you know what I mean. So yeah. he can still control the ball, he's just slotted yeah. in at power forward, though. Definitely, Burks. Yeah, I mean, I, I was yeah, I was kind of talking to Justin about. It. I think if they started Randall at the point forward, and then you start Fournier shooting guard, Barrett at the three, and then I want Obi Toppin starting. Like I've I've watched this dude. He's he's a pretty good young defender. Can hit threes. He's got crazy bounce. I think he'd be a great starter. And then I love Mitchell Robinson at the five. And then off yeah. your bench, like I love D Rose as your six man. You got Alec Burks. You got Nerland well um and then you also have quickly you, you got a bunch of depth 
So I think they just got to figure out that rotation. I just think Thibodeau is just kind of hesitant to start um, Julius Randle at the point guard, but he really shouldn't be. I I think he's, he's got that kind of mentality and he's got the skill set to do it. As far as Kemba do, like I was saying on the Celtics last year, it's just his knees are shot, man. It's, it's, it's honestly so sad to like see these players that, you know, like, you know, still have it, but it's just their, their knees or, or something's just not there. And it's just, I, I, I feel bad for the dude, but at the same time, like you can't keep playing a dude that can't give you these minutes, especially when it matters most at the end of the game. It reminds me of John Wall kind of um, mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I don't really have much to add. Um, that's just, I mean, hearing all this, it is a little disappointing. Um, because hearing that Kemba was coming to the Knicks was like very exciting. And I was like, whoa, okay. Well, like the Knicks have gotten a lot better. Um, but yeah, I guess he just, he just doesn't have it this year. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe he could just kind of, I don't even know, take a little time off and, and maybe come back later in the season. I don't know. Again, it's, it's disappointing because I think the Knicks are, are, are very competitive, but for them not to have a legitimate point guard um, with the loss of Kemba, you know, is it's it's disappointing. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll move on here. Um, last topic of the night: Clay Thompson. Um, reason I wanted to bring this one up is because there's been a video circulating of of, uh, of Clay sitting on the bench with the towel over his head. Like apparently he was in the stadium for like 30 minutes. Um, I don't exactly know why. I don't think anyone really knows what was going on in his head. Um, I think we'd have to, you know, kind of say that, you know, not being on the court for the last two seasons has, has gotten to him. And, and I think that maybe the comeback has taken a little longer than, than he would have anticipated. Um, and then recently, now he's training with the Santa Cruz Warriors, their, their G League team. So I don't know if you guys had anything to say about him and then maybe his future um, with the What's Warriors. this video? Like he looked emotional? Is that what it was? Yeah. He had like a towel over his head, like depressed, head down, sitting on the bench. Really? Apparently he was sitting there for like 30 minutes. Yeah. Maybe he feels ready to come back, but he's not not yeah. actually cleared. But um, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be an absolute beast. I think we all kind of agree on that. I know you do, Ollie, because you picked the Warriors to win it. So, yeah. and I mean, yeah. Steph's an animal, but I'd assume a lot of that is Clay coming back. So, you know, Clay, yeah. Clay's lights out. I mean, that guy scored 36 points in a quarter. Yeah. That is, absolutely, I still can't even believe that happened. So, it's crazy. this guy's going to come back yeah. and yeah, like, you know, he still is going to be able to shoot the three. Like maybe he lost some bounce, but I wouldn't say that was a rely a part of his game. He really relied on. I feel like the Warriors spacing is really good. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, he's coming back into a perfect situation. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I don't know the, the stats here, but <clears throat> he basically never needs the ball in his hand. Like he just moves around the court. He catches the ball and he shoots the ball. He's a catch and shooter. Um, I don't know. That said, though, you got to play D. You still got to you still got to run around the court and get open. I don't know if a 60 percent clay, if people are saying, oh, a 60 percent clay is still this and that. I don't think a 60 percent anyone is is I don't know. I, I have yeah. a question. I agree. He's got to be like 80, 80 percent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I would say probably 80, 85%. It's just for him, it's it's the lateral quickness now, you know, because before he was guarding positions one through three, locking dudes down. Can he do that anymore? No. I I honestly, at this point, I have no idea, so I don't want to make any point. Like, listen, he could come back and, like, be a lockdown defender like he was before, and, and we'll prove it all, all wrong. And, like, the Warriors then are probably an easy lock to, to win the finals. Yeah. But – Easy. Uh, I, I think despite that dude, like he's just a sniper, Like yeah. he, his catch and shoot, his release is so fast. And I think kind of the best part of the situation is right now, you know, they have the best record in the league. 
even if he has to, you know, rest some games or play lesser minutes, like it doesn't matter. It's just about get him back into it, get him back in playing shape and just yeah. let him be back on NBA basketball court and in a real game situation. So yeah, I think it's a perfect situation for him. It's a perfect situation for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Awesome. No, yeah, I was going to say, he doesn't have to be 100% right away. I mean, their record's amazing as a team, and him coming back is not going to hurt them. It's only yeah, I've, I've also seen him in these media sessions. Like, he's pretty confident. Like, he's coming back saying, like, I want this so bad. And, like, what's more motivating than to come back from two major devastating injuries like that than to come back and be a main contributor to a championship team? Like, he's already got three. This dude, he, he's like, I see him. Like, he's got that hunger. He's got that grit. He, he wants does. this so bad. No, he does. Um, he's a hell of an athlete. I would say, um, similar to the Nets with Kyrie, is that I don't want to – I don't – I'm not going to have the Warriors – I'm not going to predict the Warriors winning the final with a, with a Clay Thompson. And I'm not going to predict the Nets to do anything with a Kyrie Irving. Because Clay could get injured. Um, he might not even come back fully healthy. The, I don't know. There's just too much up in the air. That said, I still think the Warriors are the best team in the league. And I think they're still going to win it, even without Clay. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't think yeah. that, but interesting. Yeah. I don't think that, but I mean, you can obviously make a good argument based yeah, I mean, off of like what they've been doing so far. But Tuesday, I, I want to see the games. Um, Warrior Suns, like, that should yeah. be an awesome game. But, you know, Warriors are best team in the league. Suns, I think they're on a 15 or 16 game winning streak now. You know, like it's, it's, for, I mean, it's only December, but dude, like, I'm, it feels like playoff basketball. It's sick. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. All right. Well, that was another episode of the Trey um, brought to you by We're Not Sure Yet, um, but we'll find a sponsor one of these days. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Yes. Later.